What's up, everybody? Yo, what's Pastor Kerry here and my man David. Yo, we are here with. <laughs> Can we do MC that again? Un- no, we're rolling. We're doing <laughs> no, it right now. Stay with it. Look right here. Look at my face, not to I my ears. I said yo twice. Stay, yo, yo, three. Say it again. Say yo again. <laughs> yo, perfect. Yo, yo, yo. MC on. Un- Look, you already know you don't want to miss this today. Listen, normally I do like a teaser, like the big words. It's gonna make you want to listen and stay tuned. Just trust me. We're gonna dive yeah. pretty deep. We're gonna talk about some big stuff. You do not want to miss it. We're going to get real and raw and authentic, and it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for another edition, yo, of MC (laughs) Unpacked. Great. We're not changing. That's perfect. I'm so angry about that. So angry about that. (laughs) No, that feels authentic. That feels real. What's up, family? Yo. It is Pastor Kerry here with my good friend, David Lemus. What's up? It is good to have you, man. Dude, I'm stoked to be here. This is two podcasts that we've had without Megan. And I got to tell you, I love it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm messing around. Listen, we are going to have a great time today. <laughs> yeah. We're going to unpack some deep stuff. We are going to have David share his story in just a moment. And we're having him do that because he's an immigrant. No, I'm kidding. That's not the case. <laughs> That's not the truth. We are going to have a story because his story is powerful and you're going to want to hear it. But uh, but for those of you that are, are maybe new to things, we uh, we both serve on staff. My wife and I are the lead pastors of the Movement Church. Yep. You oversee worship. Yep. You're the worship director. And yes, you sir. co-lead students yes, with sir. The, the infamous Bianca de Divas. Shout the best. Out. Shout out to Bianca. Maybe Come one on. day, if you're cool enough, we'll let you on the podcast. <laughs> And, uh, but you came, you got to the church, what, like five years ago? Uh, about six. And six. I know that because all the middle school boys are now graduating this and year. And so you have Crazy. walked them through that series and season Crazy. of life. Crazy, yeah. yeah, Doesn't it make you feel old when somebody that you knew when they were 12, 13 is now graduating high school? Yeah, especially when they were like up to my like hip and now yeah. they're like two it's heads two t- taller yeah, exactly. than me. It's kind of insane. And some of them, you see them graduate, like I didn't think you'd graduate. This is miraculous. <laughs> so that's Only all- two of them. <laughs> Only two of them. We won't say their names. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. guess. In fact, submit your thoughts on who that is. Is, and uh, we'll, we'll send the winner a thousand dollars. I love it. Dang. It'll be Bitcoin. So you're gonna love that. But <laughs> no, we're we're stoked about this. We're gonna talk yeah. about some some deep stuff actually. And uh, we're we've actually been planning for this for a long time. Yeah. And you've been preparing for this for a long time. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. and so I I'm just excited. I, I want you to hang tight and listen. We're gonna chat through some deep conversations, some deep stuff. We're going to dive into some theology. Yep. I guarantee you some of the things you hear today are going to challenge who you are. I yeah. guarantee you some of the things you're going to hear today are going to liberate you. And uh, But most importantly, I know that God's going to be glorified through this. So David, do me a favor. And I mean, now that we're two twenty, two minutes, 20 seconds into this thing, like we're, gonna, we're diving into the deep end real quick. Done. Let's do it. Okay. And we may not, we may or may not sing. Now I sing when <laughs> Megan is here, but David has a real voice. So I'm, I'm immediately intimidated, although he can't hit the falsetto notes. So we will, we might just hang in the falsetto. I will say you've been singing more on uh, Sunday mornings. I've been, I mean, I'm just trying to hit that harmony. <laughs> I'm just trying to hit that. Like I'm working on it. It's like a secret. I think you told one of the girls to sing like the tenor harmony. I did. I amazing. did tell her to sing tenor. It was but, awesome. You know, maybe she needs the upper game. <laughs> Love it. Perhaps she needs the upper game. No, anyways. Okay, listen. So let's dive yeah. in. David, let's uh, let's just start with your story. Yeah, and let it, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, totally. Um, well, first of all, thank you for letting me be here and share my story. Uh, it's totally. an honor. It's a privilege. I'm excited because I know God's been writing um, a story with my life that is going to one bring glory to Him um, and two just help uh, people find freedom, totally. like you mentioned. 
Um, so uh, in West Philadelphia, born, born and raised, raised on the playground is where I spend most, most of my, my days. days. I was chilling, chilling out, out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and shooting, shooting some b-ball okay, outside. No, kidding, of, we are in. Like, let's. <laughs> everybody is now glued to the podcast. So here's the deal: I was trying to figure out what I'm gonna wear today, and I actually have a fresh. <laughs> Prince like shirt I and I was had. like oh man I'm gonna wear that but I was like no because if I do you're gonna sing the song and I and couldn't start the moment my story you. that way dude. So. I would not you yeah did, that you hit the moment well okay cool yeah. um anyway all right getting getting back to it um no look I um gosh I have the most amazing parents in the world yeah the most amazing parents in the world my mom um growing up she worked like three jobs mm. uh just to put food on the table wow. to make sure that we had presents for Christmas and our birthdays. Um, she wanted to make sure that uh, she, our, us, her kids had the best life possible. And I'm just so grateful for my mom. My dad, um, he would always work sales jobs mm. so that he could be around for um, any sports activities. He yeah. wanted the flexibility to be able to show up and be there. Um, and so I just, I had the most amazing parents growing up. Uh, mom, dad, if you're watching, I love you. Shout out. I'm so grateful for you. Frank and Lisa. Yeah, the most amazing. Um, so growing up, though, my home life wasn't necessarily Christian. Uh, my father was Christian um, and he he had had his little like prodigal uh, <laughs> phase and he would tell you that. Um, and also he would tell you that I followed in his footsteps. Um, but uh, yeah, so he kind of had his prodigal phase. Uh, and so like faith wasn't really in our home life um, up until I think it was my sister was in kindergarten and there was a kid in her class who actually ended up passing away. Mm. And my sister being a kindergartner um, was like, what What wow. do you mean he's not here anymore? Yeah, He's just gone? Like, yeah. what does that mean? She couldn't wrap her head around the fact that he's no longer here in class. So she would have um, anxiety. She had Man. panic attacks. She would freak out, would cry. She couldn't sleep at night. And it got to the point where my dad was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, so he called my grandpa and he was like, um, what do I, what do I do? This is the, what's happening. This is the story. Ash is freaking out. I don't know what to do. And my grandpa was like, you need to get them into church. Great. You need to get them into church because yeah. they need to know uh, what happens after death. Mm. They need to know about heaven and hell and eternity. And so that was kind of the beginning of our faith journey. My parents would... Um, take my sister and I, and we went to a Southern Baptist church. Let's go. Off El Toro, El Toro, Southern Baptist. SBC, Love you guys. what's right. Um, and so we, we ended up loving it. Like we got involved in um, the, the youth group. We got involved in um, any like programs that they had for kids and we loved it. And so my parents were kind of like, okay, well, let's go figure out what, what's wow. going on at this church. Like, so they started coming to the church and from there, like our home life started to become transformed. Now, obviously sure. that takes time. Oh yeah. Um, but growing up, I was wrestling with this whole, like, okay, my home life, like I, I don't, we're not like practicing what I'm learning at church necessarily, but I'm learning a lot at church. Sure. So I had this kind of like split um, idea of what it was to be a Christian. Like, okay, you're a Christian when you show up to church on Sundays. But at home, it's like, mm. we're not. You know, let's pause right there. Yeah. This, this is not the part we're, we're harboring on. But totally. Man, I think there's a lot of people who could possibly relate. And even sure. like a lot of pastor's kids, like the whole connotation of being a pastor's kid is because yeah. who people see in the in the church building is vastly different than yes. who they are at home. And, right. and it's hard. It, to, to follow Jesus, he never said this is going to be easy. Never. In fact, to the Never. disciples, you'd be like, hey, foxes have homes and I don't, I, the son of man has, he's sleeping right. on the ground. So right. he never promised that this would be easy. But 
who, what a great kind of like a setup for you to really kind of bifurcate like what life is like mm -hmm. in comparison to actually following Jesus. And I think a lot of people who are listening could probably relate to that no matter what season of life you're in. 100% because the challenges didn't change, but our strength did. Great. Like where we found it. <laughs> Say that again. Like our challenges at home didn't change, but Excellent. where we found our strength to actually That's overcome great. those challenges changed once we started going to church, that putting God first. So that was kind of just my upbringing. And that's important for uh, the story to get that foundation. Uh, but my my personal testimony really begins when I was 11 years old. Um, I remember being 11 years old and just feeling like different. Mm. Like I just felt like something was like different about me. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't really fit in. I really liked music a lot. Mm. Um, I had a, a really bad lisp. Uh, mm. I've talked about that before. Um, and music was the only way that I actually was able to overcome uh, that list. Crazy. When I sang, I didn't have a list, but when I didn't, I did. Um, and I think I shared this once before, but I sounded like Sid the Sloth, like okay. my age. Did you take like speech impediment classes? I did for eight so years. So you had to train, do you still have to train yourself to do that or is it natural now? It's more natural, but even when I said lisp, like I get more intentional about ah, it, but it, it is definitely more natural. I did eight years interesting. of going to classes, wow. all of that. Anyway, so I kind of just already had this like foundation of like, man, like, I'm just weird. I don't really fit in. Like, I'm mm -hmm. going to speech therapy. I like music. Like, all the other guys are sports and whatever, all this stuff. When I was 11 years old, um, I, I started realizing that I was attracted to the same sex. Mm, yeah. And that was hard um, because I didn't want to be different. Yeah. I, um, I remember just, like, home was kind of tough. Um, I just wanted to fit in somewhere. I just wanted to be normal. Um, I wanted to be like everybody else, but I, there was this part of me that was attracted to the same sex and I knew I was different. Mm. I kind of felt like the black sheep. I felt like, um, I just didn't belong mm. and, uh, I'm trying not to get emotional. It's okay. If you um, do, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it, so that was hard as an 11 year old. You don't know what to do with that. Um, you're just kind of like, uh, okay. Um, probably didn't know who to talk to about it. Didn't know at all who to talk to yeah. about it. I wanted my parents to be proud of me. Not that they wouldn't be if they had found out, but sure. in my head, I was afraid to sure, bring sure, anything sure. up. I mean, I was learning about the church. I was yeah. learning about God and I was afraid to bring it up at church because I didn't know if it was okay to. So I just sure. kept it hidden for years yeah. and I tried acting straight, being mm. straight. I prayed every day, every night. In fact, actually, over summer, uh, when I had preached a message, I had said that I'd been praying the same prayer for about 18 years. Yeah. And that's the prayer I was praying. I was like, God, can you, can you just change me? Mm. Can you deliver me from this? Cause I don't, I don't want to be this way. Yeah. Like it, something just didn't feel right to me. Wow. 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 So yeah, I mean, that's, that's the majority so 11, of the story. 11 years old, you realize there's, there's something different. Mm -hmm. And then if you just, if you step back and listen and we're listen to listeners and viewers, we're going to unpack this. Yeah. So we, we know there's there's yeah. multiple groups of people listening right, right now. Right, right. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So just stay tuned in. Um, 11 years old, you're new to faith. Mm -hmm. You are seeing an environment in your home that is catching up to God's plan for flourishing, but mm -hmm. not yet there. Right, right. And you're experiencing an, an internal, like, war. The yeah. dynamic of okay, oh my gosh, where yeah. do I fit in? What does this look like? Mm -hmm. And that that had to have been overwhelming. Yeah, especially the eleven. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, there were nights, uh, I can remember seasons where I cried myself to sleep every night because I didn't know where to go. I what didn't to know do. what to do. Didn't know who to talk to. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was very overwhelming. And I imagine that you're about to enter into the most challenging season of life being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. It's not like things yeah. are going uphill from here. 100%. Hormones are about to go crazy. I don't know who I am. Right. I don't know how to make sense of things. I'm right. learning how to have rationality, but I don't know how to. Totally. And then you live in a world that is completely contrary to Christian biblical views. Right. So it had to have been, it, it can't imagine that, that that life got easier in junior high and high school. No, it, it was hard. I mean, I had to uh, try to cover it up. Mm. You know, all my friends were talking about girls. All my yeah. friends were talking about dating mm. and all this stuff. And I was going along with the flow. Yeah. You know, I learned how to talk the talk. I learned how to walk it out as best I could. Wow. Um, I feel terrible because there were even times when I I was like, well, maybe if I just go for it, yeah. things will change. Yeah. You know, so I I would try to date girls and treated them like a yo-yo, like a push, pull, push, pull. And yeah. I was like, I'm trying to do everything the right way. God, mm. like, why, why is this not changing? So it was hard. It was really hard. And I kept that a secret until I was about 20. Wow. So All through 11. high school. And you were engaged, you were engaged in church this whole time. Yep. <sighs> yep. Now, mind you, I was engaged in church, but again, I had, my foundation was, a uh, sure. Your sure. church on Wednesdays and Sundays, but then sure. party on the weekends. Like I wasn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that a lot of people would still identify with, even sure. even if they aren't partying on the weekends. Sure. They just aren't doing. Right. They're not following the Lord on the weekends. Totally. Even if it's not pursuing just hardcore sin, it's just doing whatever I want to do, which totally. we can talk about that in another podcast. But I would imagine that as you're hitting high school and just wanting to to figure out what is God doing in this? Right. It had to be lonely. <clears throat> yeah, it really was. Um, you know, I, I found myself really just like falling into, uh, the book of Psalms, mm. uh, you know, David's journey yeah. of, of, I mean, the highs and the lows, just the pure drastic, authenticity. Too. Yeah. Crying out to God. Yeah. Like, well, how could you forsake me? And I loved, I loved the book of Psalms. And I think honestly, that's probably a pivotal story, uh, a pivotal part of my faith journey because every single Psalm that David wrote always ended, but God, you're my fortress. But, but Lord, in you, I put my trust. Where right. does my help come from? My help comes from the hills, yep. the maker of the heavens and the earth. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think that's profound that you're, and also kind of appropriate being named David, yeah. even though it's your middle name. Well, that's but funny still. too, because like yeah. growing up in church, every, every single time David was talked about, yeah. they'd be like, <laughs> hey, hey. You're not, you're, like, you know, people don't cool, realize. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think too, yeah. like he's the only one in scripture that's called a man after God's own heart. And, and so many wrestle with this because he was a pretty horrible sinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the big ones. Yes. He committed. Yeah. Uh, and so like, uh, and that actually probably made me feel relatable to him too. As it should. That's why he's in the Bible. Right. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, was true, like, Hey, there true. are people that need to know. Right. I don't think you murdered anybody. So I think we can. We'll talk about okay. that in another podcast. Okay. That's, in, that's in part two <laughs> totally about good. your 15 year stint in, in uh, San Quentin. But and I'm kidding. Settle down. We got listeners like, we're not ready for jokes right now. I'm we're sorry, trying to process, sorry, but sorry. no, no, you're good. I was just thinking though, like David, the thing about him was he would go to the depths of yeah. despair. And yeah. he talked about how my tears have become my food. Mm -hmm. 
but always came back to hope for the future. Every single time. Every time comes back to hope for mm -hmm. the future, which is not easy. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine for you, that was probably not even easy to walk through personally. I just can't, I'm, I, honestly, I'm just kind of thinking as you're telling the story, I can't imagine how lonely that must have been. It was hard. It was really lonely. Um, I think uh, the hardest part was not telling anybody. Mm. You know, I've, I've I heard uh, somebody once say that the, the power of uh, any sin, the power of the enemy is in the secret. It's the power of sins in secret, 100%. So it's like, you know, when you keep things hidden, when you keep things a secret, actually, I'll never forget a message that you preached that was all about uh, the mold mm -hmm. underneath the, mm -hmm. the kitchen, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Um, the and, sink. Yeah. And how like, you know, in the darkness, it just grew mm -hmm. and grew mm -hmm. and grew. And so it was just overtaking me. Uh, I mean, I, to the point where, I mean, yes, there were multiple times when I had thought about taking my own life wow. because I, I legit was like, I mean, I must be, I must not be made for heaven. Mm. Like I, I, I never knew that there was a spot for me. I never knew that there was a place for me. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, battling the enemy in that. Yeah. Let's, we're going to kick it up a notch. Cool. I know you're ready for this. That's it. People yeah. may not know we, you, I've been on this journey with you for five years. Yeah. And that's important for the listener to know. Yeah. That's important for the people who call the movement church home to know. Yeah. I'm not finding out this today. I've been in the journey with David for five years and, yeah. and could not be more proud of you in this journey. And, uh, I'm inspired by how you live your life pursuing Jesus. It's an inspiration to me. And so I need you to hear that. And I want our listeners to hear because there are some people right now are yeah. really wrestling, which yeah. I, I'm grateful for your courage because you knew getting on here was going to cause that yeah. disruption. Yep. yep. And, and a disruption is not necessarily bad. Mm. So just hang with us. And, uh, but I, I just want to kick it up a notch here yeah. because you're talking about this uh, a same-sex attraction that you identified at 11 and we, none of us know who we are and what we're walking through right. at 11. And this progresses into junior high and high school and into your 20s. Mm -hmm. And and there's been multiple instances. I know I'm speaking for you, so if I no, say something please. wrong, correct. I don't want people to think I'm putting words in your mouth. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Multiple instances, even up until not too long ago, mm -hmm. where you have uh, explored dating mm -hmm. uh, yeah. women and you've you've told me i'm totally praying for i would i want a wife yep. and want kids and want to build a family and yet there is in internally this conflict because there's not an attraction right to female mm -hmm. there's an attraction to the same sex right so let's just pause right yeah. there and let's let that set for a minute because we're not talking about when you're 11 mm -hmm. when you're 18 20 we're talking about right now cool and so yeah, we're going to breathe in. So I, I want the listeners to hear this because we talk, we're, we're not afraid to talk about these topics at our church. Right, right. But that doesn't mean everybody's actually wrestled through the process of that. Right. And so let's, let's dive in right here because I think a lot of people might be going, wait a minute. Are you saying then that David is affirming mm. A, a homosexual lifestyle or movement church are we saying that mm. so speak to that for a moment let's yeah talk. let's let's see we're gonna rip the band we're 18 minutes let's into this go. podcast let's dive we're in. diving in yeah. i love it um no i i think for me again it was a journey um understanding and identifying god's heart for me um and that definitely came i will say i think truth truly um coming to the movement church 
Mm. You know, I think uh, being here, talking to you about it, I remember that conversation, talking to our pastors about it. Um, and even still, you guys calling out purpose in me, wow. calling out life in me, calling out potential in me, um, and then walking with me through the highs and the lows. Sure. All of it. Sure. Um, and so that was just an eye opening moment to see, like, man, God's heart for me. Mm. So, in that, when I understood God's heart, I understood um, more his plan for me. Mm. When I understood Jesus' sacrifice, I understood that there was a sacrifice that needed to be made on my end. Mm. And so for me, like, it, this is so time, timely because um, Pastor Megan just had a message where she talked about carrying our cross, yeah. picking yeah. up our cross. And I, I had a moment when I realized, okay, this is the cross that mm. I've been asked to bear. Mm. This is the cross that um, Jesus is saying, hey, um, you know how much I love you. And when I had that overwhelming, I was overwhelmed by his love. I realized that I love him just as much and I'm going to carry my cross and follow him mm. no matter where he calls me. Mm. So for me, when we're talking about same sex attraction, the attraction isn't the sin, it's action. Great. So for me being attracted to the same sex, Jesus is, he loves me. Mm -hmm. He cares for me. Mm -hmm. He's for me. When I act on that, anything outside of what God says is best, that's when I step into Great. Sin. We're going to pause. Yeah. I want to rewind. Yeah. Because you're dropping some great bombs right now. Great truth. And, and you said that so fast that I don't think the sure. listener can catch up. So we're going to come back to talk about the yeah. attraction. Yeah. Totally. Right now, people, I'm telling you right now, if I could look through the lens or push through the, the AirPods, people's wheels are spinning. They're going, wait, 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 wait. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is exactly what Jesus did. Right. Jesus showed up on the scene and the Pharisees are like, are you kidding me? You're freaking healing people on the Sabbath? Mm. Don't you know what the law says? Mm. And Jesus disrupted the system and he said, if you had an ox that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, would you go and rescue him? Mm. He said, to, they, he pulled Jesus aside, hey, your, your, your uh, disciples are picking wheat and eating, them on, eating it on the Sabbath. And he mm. said, did not David go into the temple and feed his mm. mighty men? Mm. So he's disrupting the system. Yeah. Now, what, what Jesus never did, nor are we doing, Jesus never contradicted the word. Right. He fulfilled the Sabbath. Right. And what we're not doing is contradicting the word. We're going to, end, we're going to bring some conclusion to a lot of thoughts. Yeah. But you said, this is my cross. And I want to come back to that. Because you said, I realize this is my cross. Mm -hmm. So when you say this is my cross, what does that mean specifically to you? Yeah, the cross to me in, in my life is, again, where my will intersects with his will. Yeah. Um, and if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, then I would go be in a relationship. Sure. I would go pursue the lifestyle. Yeah. That's my will. That's what I would want. But. When I surrender what I want and I trust what he says, then the cross is saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to pursue that lifestyle. I'm going to pursue Jesus. Yeah. And for you, that means you're choosing celibacy. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. So I need you to hear that because there are people who are listening or watching yeah. and you're currently living with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm. And or there are people who are listening and watching and you have a secret porn addiction. Mm. And, and maybe there's some people who are listening and watching and maybe you're caught in the midst of an affair. Huh. And we just got to pause for a moment and acknowledge that 
all of us have desires and wants that are contrary to God's plan for our flourishing right. and for our life. Right. And that's what David is saying when he says, Picks up his, pick up his cross. So he's acknowledging that there are desires that right. are contrary to God's word, but you're choosing that for your life moving forward, you know that the desires you have are contrary to what God's plan for your life is. Yep. So you're choosing celibacy and pursuing God. Yep. Let's pause. I, I I need people to hear that because I need them to, I don't think people can wrap their minds around that mm. because they're still caught with, wait a minute, you have a same sex attraction. Can't you pray that away? Mm. Or right. hold on a minute. Isn't that just nurture? It's not nature. Mm. I thought, I thought that if you love God and he has a plan for your flourishing, well, then that's going to dissipate. Mm. So right, I, I right, just, right. I need this to sink for a moment. Yeah. Cause sometimes we talk too fast and people can't grasp that. Yeah. And you're saying, no, I, until God changes things or until something changes. Right, right, right. You speak to that. I don't want to put words in your mouth. This is great. No, this is all great. I mean, I think, okay. So if I had to, again, slowly unpack this, yeah. um, I know sin is the problem, right? Sin is the problem. And if we're not, I won't dive into the theology of, yeah. of sin and get into all that. But um, like I, I had, my parents were amazing. Mm -hmm. Everything was great. Like I, 11 years old, I just had a moment when I realized my attraction is not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was the way that sin affected my life. Mm. Um, so for me, um, gosh, <laughs> choosing celibacy is saying that I won't let sin dictate my decisions. <laughs> I'm going to let my savior dictate my decisions. <laughs> Pause. Let it sink. That is so good. Say that again. I won't let sin dictate my decisions. I'm going to let my savior dictate my decisions. Great. Uh, but that only came by understanding his love for me. Mm, mm. That only came by understanding like I like why would we listen to anybody if we if they don't care about us? Mm, right. You know I mean? Like Great. why like why would we um, want to take someone's advice mm. if we don't even know they love us or they they have our mm, best mm. in mind? I believe God has a plan for me. I, I know his love for me. I know he's a father for me. Like I, I understanding and having that revelation only comes by spending time in his word, spending time in his church. And through that understanding, I'm my, what my savior says yeah. is far greater than anything else that the world has to offer. Great. So yeah. So picking up my cross is yes. Choosing celibacy. And I'll say this, I, I think too, to some people out there who are thinking, okay, well, yeah, but God's a God of miracles. God mm -hmm. is a God of the impossible. Mm -hmm. Listen, like I absolutely still believe those yeah. things, which is why I never want to abdicate faith. Great. Like I, I, I'm going to walk through open doors. Like I, I'm going to um, listen for the voice of God. Like I'm going to put myself out there and, and see what happens. But at the end of the day, like I, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm. And so I'm going to pursue other things, um, with, with women, if it comes around, yeah. if it comes around, yeah. all that said, if nothing ever happens, man, I've got my family at the church. <laughs> Let's go. I got my family. I've got my niece, Eden. Let's go. Like I've got family yeah. and people that I love and yeah. I'm just so excited to be left with. I'm so, this is why I'm proud of you because I don't, I think it's, it's easy to 
it's easy to pursue God when we have the things that we want in front of us. Right. It's difficult to pursue God when what we want conflicts with that. And, and go ahead. I would say in that too, I mean, if you look at every story in the Bible, blessing follows obedience. Always. 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 I mean, Abraham and Isaac. Always. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Jesus and the cross. Yeah. Like the greatest blessing of all time is salvation totally. because Jesus was obedient to what God said. I actually love, like even in the book of Luke, like I hold on to this all the time. Right before Jesus went to the cross, he knew he was about to take on the wrath of God. And he had a moment where he bent down on mm-hmm. one knee and said, Father, take this cup from yep. me. I don't want it. But nevertheless, let your will be done, not, not mine. mine. Great. And so no matter if you read scripture, there is always a sacrifice. But in that obedience is where the blessing mm-hmm. is birthed. Mm-hmm. So like, why would we as, as Christians not think that God would <laughs> yeah, ask us to sacrifice great. something? That's taking up our cross. We, we have to sacrifice. To right. follow him is to sacrifice him. Otherwise, we put God into the box of our own conformity. Right. And, and it's great. And so just to, let me just clarify. I like to bring back this. Okay, so so David, you you have a same sex attraction, mm-hmm. and and until or in, in if that doesn't ever change, you're choosing celibacy. Yep. To pursue godliness because that's God's plan for your flourishing. Yeah. So let's now go back to the statement because I think we got to come back now to attraction. Sure. Right. Because yeah. again, I mean, I. I I'm read up on this yeah. and learn it as much as I possibly can as far as theology and you are as well. Yeah. And we've talked and um, you and I have sat down with, uh, with Meg. Am I, am I allowed to share yeah, okay, with your therapist? Totally. And, oh my gosh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. you and I have sat down with leaders in the nation who are helping Christians walk out what what it means for flourishing when you struggle with a same sex attraction mm-hmm. and so the, guys I know that you're hearing this for the first time but mm-hmm. we're on a five year journey here yeah and um and so let's unpack this concept of attraction is not the sin mm-hmm. because that I that's a hard one for people mm-hmm. I mean there's so many nuances of this that are challenging yeah 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 and and just for me to have kind of like finally kind of wrap my hand okay I've got okay I think I have it to the best of my ability. Okay, now I think I understand what the word of God is saying. And even then there, there's still the mystery, right? Mm-hmm. And so you said a moment ago that the attraction is not the sin. Let's just kind of stick there for a minute. Why don't yeah. you talk about that for a second? I'll kind of lean in as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I always come back to the book of James where um, he says that when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Mm-hmm. Like our human nature, our own desires, when we want outside of what God says is best, Mm. when that is conceived, it gives birth to sin, which then you can, um, you can come to conclude that the desire in and of itself is not sin. We all have desires that are contrary to what God says is best. Every single one of us. Um, but when desire is conceived, when we act upon that desire is when it gives birth to sin. So with same sex attraction, yeah, that's where I stand on attraction. That desire in and of itself is not the sin when it is conceived, acted upon. Yeah, acted great. upon it gives birth to sin. Great. And you know what I love about James? This is James 1, 14 yeah. and 15 is it, it actually says that each person is tempted when he or she is lured and enticed 
by his own desire. Right. And that's an important distinction. Yeah. So, and then it says, then desire when it conceived gives birth to sin and sin when fully grown brings forth death. So what you need to notice about the scripture is that we are tempted by our own desires. Right. God doesn't tempt us. Right. It is not about, it, it is the sin nature. Right. Now, some sin can be nurtured. Yes. If yeah. if I was to snort a line of cocaine, <laughs> yeah. I've never I should never do that. <laughs> sure. It would be a bad it'd be bad news. <laughs> right, right. I won't right. ever do that. But I could nurture that sin right. by perpetuating it. Right. So some sin is nurtured. 100%. And some sin is nature. Mm-hmm. In that this, when you and I are born with a sin nature, you don't get to choose that. It right. is inevitable. When right. Adam and Eve chose self-rule, sin nature is wired into our DNA. Right, Thus, right. we need a savior. I know I'm, prepa- I'm recycling things we're talking about a lot, but it's you great. need to hear this. Yeah, it's great. So we have a sin nature. We need to be saved from the consequences of our sin nature, which is death and an attorney in hell. So when mm-hmm. we say yes to Jesus, we're saved from the consequences of our sin nature, and then we're made a new creation. Mm-hmm. And by the power of his Holy Spirit, he gives us the power to live this life according to his word. Mm-hmm. But I'm still having to mature into or grow into strength, mm-hmm. like you said. So so in that, I'm having to deny my flesh, right? which is what Paul and Jesus referred to when they said, right. take up your cross. Right, right, so right. my flesh, meaning the metaphorical desires of my flesh. So right. when James says, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So you have to know that. So I know this is hard for people because for years, specifically with my generation and older, specifically Mm -hmm. Gen X and above, the millennials are not struggling with this. But in the Christian world, every Christian would have put a Bible on the ground and they would have stood forward and said, you are not born gay. Right, right. And I don't agree with that. Right. I think some might nurture into a sin lifestyle. Sure. Just like, any sin, mm-hmm. but we're born with the sin nature. We're going to speak to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say with same yeah. sex attraction yeah. specifically, those who nurture into it are those who are seeking community, mm. those who are seeking to be accepted, those mm. who are seeking to be validated, um, and oftentimes that community will validate you, they'll and accept they you, it, sure. and they'll nurture it. Um, and that's, I think, what the like when that's what the church should be is where um, when we go to the church, we are accepted and validated as that son or daughter in Christ. Great. Like letting speaking to that first, because this whole thing for me growing up when, when I was 11 and realizing it, it was really about a struggle of identity. Yeah. It was like, who am I? Sure. And um, when you're that young, you have no idea what identity really is. Right. Um, and oftentimes we just choose to identify by our feelings. Mm. We choose to identify by our, our surroundings. Our surroundings. Yep. Yes. We identify by everything other than who God says that great, we are. Great, great, And so that's often when, uh, with this specifically, the nurture versus nature. Totally. You also said something else though that I thought was really powerful. When you said like, when we say yes to Jesus, we are saved from an eternity in hell. Mm-hmm. And I love that too, because um, when we say yes to Jesus, I always think about when um, a husband says yes great. to their bride on the wedding day. That means that they're saying no to every other woman. Right, right. And we've heard that before. Same thing. When the, when a wife says yes to their husband, right. they're saying no to every other man. So when we say yes to Jesus, we're saying yes to his word. Yeah. We're saying yes to what he says is best. And we're saying no to everything else outside of that. And let's pause. Because I, I got married. Uh, 
uh, about a week after this recording, I'm celebrating, uh, the time of this recording, I'm celebrating our 22nd wedding anniversary. Come on, congratulations. Thank you. Love that. And so I got married to uh, Megan Robinson, which all of you know and love. And um, she is a, a pistol. And uh, I, I don't talk bad about her when she's not here. I only talk bad about her when she's here. But I said yes to her. Yeah. But that didn't mean that my attraction to females right. ended. Yep. Let's pause right there. So getting married to Megan did not end me being attracted to women. Right. Saying yes to Jesus does not end me being attracted to women. Right. So if, as a married man, I see an attractive woman, mm -hmm. or if we're at the beach and there's someone that is dressed barely, or <laughs> yeah. what, I mean, yeah. somebody jogging down the side of the road, yep. to see a female mm -hmm. and to be attracted is not the sin. Right. What I do with that thought, yes. and if I act upon it, mm -hmm. that is the sin. Yep. So let's pause right there. So it's not just if I act upon it, right? Because Jesus said, hey, you would say if you sleep with another man's wife, you committed adultery. Right. But I would say if you've lusted after another woman in your heart, you've committed adultery. Mm -hmm. So it's what I allow my thoughts to do. Yes. Yep. And what I allow actions to do. Yep. That's where desire yep. is tempted mm -hmm. and it conceives sin, mm -hmm. which is what you're talking about. 100%. So the yep. attraction is not the wrong thing. It is what I do with the attraction. 100%. Um, there's a quote that says that we can't control every thought that we have, but we can control what stays and what goes. Great, great, great. So we can't control our thoughts. Every thought that we have, we can't control every desire that we have, but we have the power to choose if it stays or if it goes. Great. So when lust arises, I have a decision to make to be like, no, I'm not going to entertain that. Great. And that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in because totally. it produces self-control. That's great. That's fantastic. And I just want to kind of pause here. Also, I did just burp up <laughs> some hummus Caesar salad. <laughs> great. This is, we should change the name of this podcast. So <laughs> I need some, I have some, I need some Tums or something. Actually, I don't think we should. Uh, can we take a quick intermission on that? We can. So I was promised a, a gift card for coming up with the name MC Unpacked, but I, I never got that gift card. Ooh. I'm not hurt. Bleeding hearts of the world I, I'm unite. Not, I'm just, um, you know. Somebody just, send to... this guy a gift card to Starbucks. Okay, mm. moving on. Starbucks? I have a lot of Starbucks. What did we say that we were going to give it to? Was it a hundred bucks? I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll <laughs> I have no you. idea. Gr our girly will Vimo you later our, our producer our, our temporary producer our normal producers are gone tonight Love it. we miss you we'll see you next time we record awesome but, okay here's here's the the point is this is is that we all of us who are following jesus are in the business of just trusting god with our life right and following him with obedience and desperation yep and it doesn't matter what the struggle is it right. doesn't matter what the sin nature from the past is trying right. to cram down your throat. Right. What I love about you is that you refuse to allow a label to define you. Right. You refuse to allow a category or a group to define you, but mm -hmm. you, you identify and you define yourself as a son of God. And I, that's what inspires yeah. me. And I think that's what should inspire the listeners because that is what matters. And I want to just take a moment and we'll, we'll kind of bring this to a conclusion, I, I think, unless you've got more you want to jump into, sure. but I want to define a couple of things. Yeah. I want to kind of pinpoint these things. I keep trying to clarify them. And, and then I want to talk to some of the listeners because we know we've got a broad stroke of people who are right. listening 
who are hearing this for the first time and are just trying to wrap their minds around it. But yeah. So let's just start with this. Number one, you're saying that you currently have a same sex attraction yep. and until that changes or in Jesus returns, yep. you're choosing celibacy yep. to pursue God's plan for your life yep. because you know that that is what aligns with his heart for you. 100%. And then the second thing that we're saying is that all of us are in the same boat when it comes to taking up our cross right. and following Jesus. Why don't you speak to the person who's listening and watching right now for a moment who is wrestling with that? Why don't you encourage them? Yeah, all of us, um, all of us have a cross to carry. Um, when that was written, it was a, um, a sign of, man, following Jesus is following in his footsteps. And if he took up his cross, then we're called to take up ours. And so my encouragement would be, um, it won't always be easy, but it'll always be worth it. Great. It won't always be easy, but it'll always be worth it. My other piece of encouragement would be, don't do it alone. Hmm. You can't do it alone. Great. Um, I, I didn't realize how heavy the burden was until I was actually able to share it Mm. with friends and family mm. and once i was able to share it with friends and family it was almost like weight every single time i talked about it was off my shoulders mm. and when you're plugged into a community that loves the lord and loves you they're gonna help carry that cross and that burden with you and that's what that's how we're meant to do it that's the power of the church um so that's my encouragement great it won't always be easy it'll always be worth it and don't do it alone you need people yeah and one of the reasons that we're here is because it's important that you're fully known. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. In other words, that there, there's, we are fully known for who we are as a human. Right. Here's who I am. Here's yep. my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. This is what I struggle with. This is who God's called me to become. Right. Because when I'm fully known, I'm 100% my authentic self. Right. In a community of faith. Yeah the potential for my life mm -hmm. accelerates exponentially. 100%. Because people, there's no, there's no masks, there's no right. facades. And that's, that's dirty sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know that people really know how to do that, candidly. I don't sure. know that people really know how to be fully known. Mm -hmm. We might go 90%. Right. But that 10%, we're like terrified. Right. We're terrified of what you'll think. Mm -hmm. We're terrified of how you'll treat me. Well, terrified of, will you talk to me the next time that I see you? Is mm -hmm. it going to be weird and awkward? Uh, you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And I would say to that, um, taking that risk and maybe experiencing some people who might not love everything that you have to say or share, you're going to find your four quarters instead of a hundred pennies. Great. You're going to find the people who uh, will be there for you and be in your corner. And it might be a smaller number, but that number is going to have quality and you mm. always want quality over quantity. And I promise you the pain of rejection is nowhere near as great as the pain of isolation. Ooh, that's good. The pain of rejection is nowhere near as that great so as good. the pain of isolation. So why not take a step of faith and just say, you know what, I'm going to practice being a little bit more vulnerable than mm. I have been before. That's, that's profound. And you know, as I was thinking about this the other day as a pastor, uh, we're subject we're subject to rejection on a regular basis. Yeah. As a leader in the church, you know this. And, yeah. and I think adults live their lives 
like the moment high school's over, they're doing everything they can to minimize rejection. Right. People stay in jobs forever yes. because they don't want to go apply to another job and be rejected. Right. Like, that's what we do. But what you're saying is that, that the pain of rejection is nowhere near the pain of isolation because yep. in isolation is the prison of fear, yep. the prison of shame. That's powerful. Yeah. I think that's going to be freedom for some people who are listening. I think I, one thing I want to ask you is when you say find your four quarters versus 100 pennies, what we're not saying is find people who will just accept you as you are and Great. say stay the same. Great. Great. Right? Because that's what the world is screaming. If that was the case, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. Like, right. You guys know Pastor Kerry and Pastor right. Megan. They have always encouraged me to grow and step out of my comfort zone. And um, and like you always, you guys say it all the time. God loves us where we're at, but he loves us too much to leave us there. Exactly. Like he pulled us out of the muck and the mire. Mm -hmm. He pulled us out. So he's going to love us where we're at, but then he's going to champion us to hire. Right. Right. And so you need, you, that's a great point. You, and you need, need those people. people who will do that for you. You need people in a godly community with yeah. biblical principles, not just the principles in the culture of our world, mm -hmm. um, but that'll say, hey, thank you for being fully known and mm -hmm. authentic. I'm just, I'm not trying to flash myself and say like, this is my heart. <laughs> right, right. And right, right, uh, right. thank you for being fully known. And I'm going to keep you accountable. Yes. I'm going to hold you to who you know God's called you to yeah. become. And that means there's going to be times where I'm going to champion you by saying, ooh, wait, 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 that's not going to lead to flourishing. Right. This is, and you know what, come on, let me help you. I'm going to pray, pray with you, challenge you, encourage you. And I think that is a component because people will say, I'm fully known, accept me as I am, love right, me, tolerate right, right. me as I am. Right, and right, right. Those things sound good, but it's veiled health. Yes. Because then I, I, am, I, I, I am now defining what flourishing for my my life looks like. Right. And we get into trouble with that over and over and over. Every again. single time. Yeah. Every single time. And honestly to that, there's a story in Kings where there's a young ruler who has an option to either listen to the elders who mm -hmm. have wisdom and experience or listen to his friends. He ends up listening to his friends and his kingdom falls. It falls apart. And that's yeah. a very abbreviated version of that story. Yeah, but oftentimes great. we do that. We look for people who will yeah. tell us what we want, yeah. not what we need. An echo chamber. Yep. We love it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, I think that's so great. Let me let me say this, and then we're going to conclude with talking to some yeah. people. For those of you that are listening, uh, this uh, this podcast, we, my wife and I, pastor a church called the Movement Church in Orange County, California, right nestled in between Los Angeles and San Diego, up, up against the coast. And and uh, if you're in the area, come see us. Nine Eleven. We would love to to say, have you out. It'd be a blast. Yeah. But as a church, it's important that you know that we hold to a historical Christian Orthodox view when it comes to sexual ethic. Right. So what this podcast is not affirming the lifestyle. Right. What, what we believe and we hold is that based upon Genesis 2, 24, Mark 10, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 Thessalonians 4, we believe that a historical Christian Orthodox would say when it comes to Christian sexual ethic, that, that sex is biblically acceptable between in the confines of marriage between one man and one woman. Right. And I know that's hard, but we believe that if God said it, it's the best for us. Right. And so we're not here to say, oh, no, no, we're changing our theology. What we're doing is we're showing the beauty of the kingdom of God. Yep. We're yep. showing the beauty of how God does, and he takes the, the nastiness of humanity he justifies us and he right. sets us on a path of sanctification 
until the day we reach eternity and we're glorified to be with him. Right. And all of us as followers of Jesus are going to have moments and sometimes days, sometimes months and years right. where my life is about the pain of picking up the cross and right. saying no to my flesh and saying yes to what he has for That's me. That's good. And so it's important you hear that from me and know where we're at. Right. But let's take our final few moments tonight. We've got some people who like hear this and like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I am so grateful we're talking about this. Yeah. So that's an easy group. I don't think we need to address that. No, yeah. But we also have some people who are wrestling. And mm-hmm. They're going, wait a minute. Pastor Kerry is saying that we are now a, a affirming of the LGBTQ lifestyle. No. Wait a minute. Hold on. Are you saying that that David is he's is he not saved? Like there's people who are gonna be asking just some right. crazy questions. And right. so why don't you just for a moment, I don't know, I was putting you on the spot, but no, just talk great. to that group of people for a moment and just kind of encourage them in the journey. Yeah, I would say um let's have a conversation. Great. <laughs> Great. Um I, I don't think there's any information, uh there's nothing else that we could say or do. Uh, behind a video uh, on audio, yeah. Um, but truthfully, I think oftentimes we uh, we get so caught up in our differences with each other, but that we fail to remember that we're more alike than we are different. Mm, great. We're all we're all human. We all have our our shortcomings. We all have our our issues. <laughs> um, no one is perfect. And so for me, it'd just be like, I, I would love to have a conversation right. with anybody um, just to help bring peace and yeah. answer any questions. Cause you're right. There's going to be a wide range of audience on here with a bunch of different questions. Um, and I hope that at the end of a conversation, you would capture my heart and my heart is to glorify God, to build his church, to love his people, to create a safe place for those who are struggling um, for, to, to be a person that when people encounter me, they, uh, they encounter the love of God. Uh, and no, I'm not perfect. Um, I never will be, I'll never claim to be. Um, but, uh, I'm going to keep putting Jesus first. It's great. And so, yeah, that would just be my heart. Perfect. That's great. I think the keys have a conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and we, if you look on, if you're watching online, just follow the prompts on the screen or check the show notes and you can text in. And uh, we would love to connect with you and you can ask any questions. If you need to, we'll set up a time to talk yeah. with a pastor or with myself, with David. We'd love to have the conversation totally, and, 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 uh, and, and really just talk through it and we can provide resources yeah. and information and insight. Yeah. Uh, but we, there's an avenue for you. So just check out the show notes, uh, follow the prompts on the screen and we'd love to connect. But yeah. uh, let me just, there's, I just, while we were recording this, I just felt like there's another category, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Right now, in our church, mm-hmm. we have quite a few people who are actively in yeah. the lifestyle. And yeah. I love it. It makes, it makes, it fills my heart. Yes. And so they might be listening or watching, and this might be the other side of the pain point. Right. Why don't you speak to them for a minute? I love you where you're at. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Um, I don't think there's anybody who's better or worse. I think we're all on our own journey. I mean, uh, we're constantly in a process of sanctification, uh, meaning that we're all on a journey to become more like Jesus. Um, and so speaking to those who are actively in that lifestyle, um, I don't, I don't judge you. I don't, um, the church doesn't judge you. 
Um, and I, I want to apologize for anyone who ever has, mm. but I'm so grateful that you feel safe in our church. Mm. And my encouragement would be, let's just keep putting Jesus first together. Yeah. Let's just keep uh, building his kingdom and seeing what he wants to do and allowing him to be the author and finisher great. of our faith. Great. Um, but yeah. I, I, that's great. That's what I would say. I think the greatest thing we can do is just trust God with 100%. our life. And, uh, you know, where nobody is responsible, no human on earth is responsible for determining what you walking in obedience looks like in this moment today. It's just about trusting God in this moment. Totally. And I think too, um, I would just want to say one other thing um, to anybody watching. Um, like our our job is to love God and to love people. Um, and love is grace and truth. Great. So we love people where they're at. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I, I'm not going to be throwing theology at you. I'm not going to be trying to change you. I'm not going to be trying to convince anybody to do anything other than what I believe the Bible says is true. Great. But at the end of the day, that, that comes by you spending time with him and understanding his love for you. Um, but I, I, all that said, um, my heart would be to show you God's heart. Great. That's what I would. Great. Want. Yeah. And, and and at the movement church, it's important to know that we're not going to waver from what the word of God says. No. We're never going to change that. No. And we're always going to encourage you to take one more step as you're pursuing God with your life. And it's okay to disagree. Yeah. It is okay to. It's okay to wrestle that out. Yeah. We all wrestle out. Um, we all have questions. Yeah. We're all asking God things. And that's okay as long as we keep God first. Yeah. And we hold true to the fact that his word is his, It is the truth. Right. right. Now, I was just thinking, too, there's another group. I think that we might have some people who are currently leading in churches. Mm. And they're in the seat that you're in, mm -hmm. but they haven't talked to anybody yet. Mm. And they're listening, and I think they're, they, don't, they are inspired and they're terrified mm. because they don't know what to do. Yeah. So just encourage them yeah. for a moment. Yeah, my encouragement would be, um, first of all, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're in the spot that you're in um, and you have to know that you're not alone. Uh, you got to know that I've been there. I've, I've walked through it. Um, my encouragement would be to trust your pastor, trust your leaders. Um, that was the first step for me. I'll never forget that first time I called Pastor Carrie and I was like, hey, you know, as I'm as I'm getting plugged into the church, I just I need to bring something to your attention. Um, and we, we had a conversation and I'm yeah. so grateful that you responded with grace. I'm so grateful that you responded with truth. Um, but it for the first step was being able to trust my pastors and trust my leaders. Yeah. And then the hardest part was trusting the process. Great. Great. That was hard for me. Totally. I thought I knew what was best. I thought I knew the time. I thought I knew what needed to happen. Um, at the end of the day, God's in control. Great. Um, and he's going to use your leaders to help guide you through this. So trust them. That's great. And let us know. You yeah. can follow the prompts on the screen or in the show notes. And uh, we're here. So reach out and let us know. It, it, it's not read by all of everyone on our staff. So it goes to one source and we'll get that. Right. Uh, right away and we'd love to connect and walk with you maybe walk with you and your pastors or leaders through the process right. and kind of let you in on the journey for us and yeah. uh, we're here for you because at the end of the day we want to build the kingdom of God reach those that are lost and disciples of those that are found so I, I think yeah. if we can be in the journey with you we'd love to well listen David I'm proud of you man 
Pradeep, thank you that. for sharing your story. Thank you for your boldness and your courage to, to share. Thank you for having done the work to not just be obedient to the Lord and process, but to, to search and learn and grow. And the way you articulated things tonight was just so profound, and I'm grateful. Thank and you. Um, and I know that on the other side of this, it'll be interesting to see what happens, right? Yeah. And yeah. some people won't know what to do, and that's okay. We'll yeah. take one step through at, at a time. And, and I think on the other side of this, what we're going to see is that people are going to experience hope and freedom. Yeah. Because when, when we profess the truth of the word of God and who God is and what his heart is for us, mm -hmm. the truth sets people free. Come on. So great. I'm grateful for you. I'm proud of you. I and I'm excited that. to be in the journey, man. Thanks for letting me in. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Totally. Totally. Well, listen, that wraps it up for another episode of MC Unpacked. Do us a favor. Share, like, yeah. do all the things. You know the things. Do the things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, stay tuned. We will be right back here again shortly for another episode of MC Unpacked.